Hello and welcome to Moving Iron Podcast number 62. On this episode, I will have Tanner M. Key from CoBank, Sean Skaggs from Livingston Machinery, and Chip Nellinger from Blue Reef Agri Marketing uh, all in there as well. Also, always have Aaron Fennell and Regina Nardis will be popping in here a little bit later. But uh, for now, I just got my old buddy Aaron sitting across from me. Old buddy. How you doing, pal? I'm good. I'm good. Right on. So, planter season. Man, it is, it is here. It is. It is. Like social media, everything. There are just plenty of guys out there right now looking to get those planters dusted off and start getting stuff going. So. There is. There is. There's. There's. Uh, it's hot and heavy down yeah. along the Gulf, big time. Yeah. And our shops are, are hot and heavy with guys getting parts, planter clinics, and those kind of things headed off. So, what are you seeing in the planter market right now? And where are you, uh, in the wholesale side of the business, what are you seeing? You know, it. it it's funny the the planner that every dealer in America had piled up wanted nothing to do with it. I know we would throw up in our mouths to get a trade eval in is the exact planner everybody needs. Mm-hmm. Um, the eleven to fourteen twenty four row probably the hottest planner out there. Yeah. Um, Why is that? I'm not. I'm not a scientist. I'm not a rocket rocket scientist. I'm not a brilliant man, but it's it's a lot like. I'm gonna. It, it's point point blank. It's probably because there were so damn many of them, and they just got dumped. And obviously, when they were bringing, God, I know some of them brought thirty, forty thousand on an auction oh, yeah. two, three years ago. I remember that. Oh, yeah. yeah. I yeah. was there. Yeah. It, was, it was a bloody mess. And I I assume they got exported. They went south. They went east. Mm-hmm. They went somewhere. And there's just not the numbers out there. Yeah. Um, you also have a lot of guys that probably in that realm might have jumped 12 to 16 maybe. Mm-hmm. Now they want to jump 24. Um I've I've gotten a, I know a lot of guys across the country that are looking for that planner, mm-hmm. um, and most of them don't have a twenty four right now, so maybe they were just rolling into the same thing they had that was new, um, as as times are tougher, guys are getting out. That guy's picked up some more ground, probably because he didn't buy a new twenty four row planner. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> right. And right. and now he needs it right. to cover his acres. Um, on the flip side of that, I've seen a lot of demand in um, exact emerge, and it's it's really surprising in the say the seventeen seventy market twenty four zero no questions asked number one planner to have on your lot. Twelves um, and sixteens are a little little more tough. The in the exact emerge doesn't matter. 12, 16, 24, they're all pretty hot. Yeah. Because, you know, your 12 is going to do what your 16 did. Your 16 will almost do what your 24 did. Your 24 is just going to kick ass. Yeah. Now, that's the thing, too. I mean, from the one thing about the planter thing is that it went from being the most prevalent thing that any auction that you watched in 2014 would have like 73 planters and one tractor on it. Right. Right. Now, 
It's the most scarce thing, and it's like a Sasquatch, man. It is. You they literally you, have evaporated. You might see one, and it could be a myth that <laughs> that there's one out there or not. I mean, there's they're hard. That's just the most sought after thing too. And I think a lot of those too, those older planters, when you start really drilling down into it, like to your exact emerge point, is that you read it on plant on Twitter, you see it out there, you see guys talking about it. Uh, there was a, just an ad today or an article today on Agua that talked about is hydraulic downforce worth the investment? Right. So now you start looking at this whole precision donor thing, you know, and, and those planters really fall into that. You take that 16 row, 1720, or that 24 row, 1720, or the 1770, 16 row, 24 row, whatever it is, and you start stacking on some of this, this different things, and you pick this planter up for 40, 50,000 bucks and spend 40, 50, 60,000 dollars on it. You're still under the price of a new one, right? But you're going to do, for the most part, everything that the that the from the factory unit is going to do right yeah if you look at it from that standpoint as long as your bar isn't messed up right or your row unit shank mm-hmm. everything else can be replaced right you rebuild the linkage you rebuild the wheels you throw all your precision planning stuff all over that thing and it was a used planner now it's a new planner for quite a bit less than what the new planner actually costs yeah yeah and that's too. I mean, that's very true. It's just there's so I many. There's a lot of more options out there too now than there had been. You know, John Deere's got their retrofit, right? And Precision's got their stuff. And you know, there's there's all these different things. What's uh, Kenzie came out with a high speed planner. You know, right? I mean, so, so there's a lot of a lot of technology there that you can tell that my dad's in the oil field business, and my dad always says it's it's amazing how much oil they can find when it's hundred bucks a barrel. They just right. can't seem to find it when it's forty. <laughs> right. You know what I mean? That's right. the same thing with the planter technology right now. You know what I mean? <laughs> It's the same thing. These oh, guys yeah. have come up with this. It's not like Precision's anything new or John Deere Retro Kits or anything no. new. They've been around for a long time. Precision's been around. I remember 10 years ago we were selling Precision stuff. Yep. E-sets. E-sets. You know, that was yep. like, oh, my God. In 2020. Look at this. Yeah. That, you know? So now now you're looking at, at the different stuff that's there, and it's just like everyone is kind of slowly, you know, because of conditions. Right. They're starting to adopt that, that, that technology. So. Well, and it, so. Just, it just never fails. Every year, I think, there is literally – Nothing else. You can add to a damn planner. Mm-hmm. And then the next year, whole slug of shit. Mm-hmm. You know, we always talk about the auction book, the Sullivan right. the yeah. Sullivan catalog being the, the Christmas catalog. Right. I think if you take the 1986 JCPenney Christmas catalog <laughs> right. and use really small print, yep. you could not fit every damn planner attachment in that book no. by every company. There's no There's way. There's so many. No. So many. There's yeah. not. It's just... Every time you get on the internet, somebody there's even something as simple as row cleaners. Yeah, how damn many brands of row cleaners are there? Well, now then there's the big dry fertilizer kick now. Right, that's trying to reemerge back oh, into, yeah. into the deal, and because the savings is whatever that you can that you can do with the with the dry fertilizer. So now that's taking that whole to a whole nother level with all the liquid stuff, and then you're going to talk about putting dry stuff on there. I mean, it's it's pretty endless what you can do with planning. Oh yeah, that's why from our seats on the bus, it's so hard. To value that stuff because you don't know what the next guy's going to want. Now, from a value standpoint, the only way you can run that is, first of all, if you're the farmer, you better be in love with what you're buying and throwing on that planter. Because from a dealership standpoint, if you're doing it correctly, it's just a planter. Right. Because the next guy, I've seen it through almost 20 years in this business. The next guy doesn't care 
what that thing can do. He wants it set up his way. Right. You know, the problem you run into with so much of that fertilizer stuff is, mm-hmm. guess what? It's been in fertilizer its entire life. Right. And a lot of times guys don't want to move that to their new planter. Right. They just want to trade it. Here it is. I'm going to start fresh with this other planter, whether it's a new one or a used one. And from that standpoint, they need to, as they buy all of this menagerie of shit to put on that planter, it needs to be however long you're going to pay, however long you're going to run that planter, your your ROI needs to match. Right. Because it has no trade value. Right. And that, that's, the tough, that's the tough situation that we're put in here. Right. That telling the guy that it's not worthless, but it's... Not, you know, it's just hard right. thing for us to to, to do right. because and I, it's such a it's such, such a fingerprint. It is, you know, one guy's one guy's wants is another guy's hate, and right? It's, and it's just a it's just a well, it's, you you know, you can always a guy can always sell that stuff himself, throw it on big iron, throw it on auction time, what have you, or put it on his new planner. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's the other option. Well, I'm saying, uh, yeah, right. But if he's wanting to start all new, yeah. on oh, the yeah. new planner, yeah. yeah, and there might be something like, well, I'd like to. I was running in furrow and two by two, and now I want to run out the back and still run two by two and mm-hmm. change everything up. Yeah, that's a, it is a, a lot of give and take there. So. Right. Now, for every planter that you have out there, you got some level of, of a tractor running out there. So, tractor market is definitely heating up. It seems like that uh, we've talked about it several times where the that mid hour range, you know, 2,000 hours something, 1,500 hours something to 3,000 hours something, those are really starting to pick up and get a little warm. So what are you seeing in that market and what do you see else out there? Well, that is a tractor that Casey and I have argued about several times on the podcast and he said it was a hot tractor and I told him he was batshit crazy and I'm going to eat about half a crow, probably the front half <laughs> of it. Um, that, uh, that 15 to 25 market is picking up some steam. Um, I, and the, the problem, I will say this in my own defense, when you were saying that I was looking at like, say tens, first gen eight hours, tens, 11s and 12s, maybe. Mm-hmm. Now, if you look at it from a 12, 13, 14 standpoint, that is a damn hall market. It is. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's, I was looking at more of the older ones in that hour range. If you look at the newer ones in that hour range. It, it is a market that's picking up some steam. And quite frankly, there there's less new ones sold every year. Yeah. Those tractors are still running, you know. Yeah. That 1,500-hour tractor was a 900-hour tractor mm-hmm. a year or two ago. Yeah. And that was always a hot tractor. It's yeah. just stuff is stacked up. What I've seen really pick up steam is the 3,000 to 5,000-hour 8R. If it's, a ni- if it's a nice tractor, and I don't mean a damn showroom rig or you know, ankle deep in Firestone rubber, just a good, solid tractor. Yeah, a good field tractor. Guys, that's, you know, I talked to, uh, I can't remember who I talked to the other day. A guy. It was a guy. Yep. But anyway, he he was talking to me about a customer that had traded, hadn't done anything with any of his equipment since 2013. He bought all brand new stuff, combine tractor, all that stuff. And now it's to the point now where the hours were so far out of his normal range of operation that he was really uncomfortable with where it was. Right. And so we're talking like eight hours with 2,500 hours, 3,000 hours, almost 600 hours a year and five years. That's not uncommon. Right. right? So you got a 
combine that's got 1,500 separator hours on it. I mean, and then you're at the point of some serious reconditioning costs to keep those machines running. Like, you've kind of got the duct tape and the bending wire about as long as you can run it, and now you're ready to start looking at some doing some serious repairs. Because so. Casey just told the entire world that an 8R is shot at $2,500. <laughs> I'm talking about the combine. I'm talking about well, the combine because it's, it's like we're talking like bearings and some and some serious rotor heads and those augers, kind of things. That, battle chains. That, but that you're going to be doing some serious reconditioning on. It, it depends on your crop. What does? But yeah. more often than not at 15, mm-hmm. you're just past the big repair bill. Two, yeah, I mean, I would agree It's, it's typically, yeah. you know, your corn soybean guy, he's at that 13, 14, mm-hmm. where it's like, holy shit, that hurt. And your, say, wheat corn guy out here, it's kind of 17, 18, so right. 15's a safe round number. Yeah. We'll just go with that. But you're on either side of doing something crazy. Right. Oh, yeah. You know yeah. I mean? Either you're throwing, still throwing up from your repair bill yeah. last year. Or you're doing it. Or... Better move this. Right. So that's where I think a lot of this, so much of the demand right now is from that that guy that, in my opinion, is at that point with his equipment. It's either I can take 30000 bucks and I can put it as a down payment on something, or I can take 30000 bucks and go run my machine for another year and then hope that nothing Wish else. I had that 30000 back <laughs> for a down payment on something. Right. I mean, that's, that's where a lot of guys are at, so... You know, as you uh, as you keep keep those things in mind, and you start looking at that, I see that's where I see that market at. Right. That's what's driving that market, and it's the overall, like you said, it's that late model stuff. Even the even like you said, the high art stuff that looks good. Right. You know, what I mean, the tires aren't all stubble checked, and they're not. You know, they didn't run the tractor through the hedge row. You know, right. what I mean? like it looks good. I mean, just yep. wash it off, knock off the dust, park it out front. And you you got yourself a very self tractor. Oh yeah, yep, yep. So little paint. Yeah, yeah. Obviously, you little shed, little know, wax, little little check. From Whole lot of sexy. That's one thing too is that we came off of a time though where everybody put these massive extensions onto their shops so they could keep everything inside. Right. So fortunately, we come out of a we're in a downturn, but most of the stuff that we have has been shedded every night except for what it was. Oh yeah. In the field. Yeah. Well, yeah, it was, that you're exactly right. And it's funny you mention that because as you were saying that in my head, I was thinking 14 was the big, big drop-off starting on new equipment sales, okay? Mm-hmm. And that was, it just feels like to me as I travel, you know, I'm from southeast Nebraska, so I drive across Nebraska back and forth a few times a year travel from our you know our whole AOR all over hell there's a lot of new buildings are about that age Mm -hmm. you know like okay well you know we bought all this new shit the last couple years let's put up a building so it can sit in the shed right because we're not doing this yearly roll every year if it was a yearly roll eh whatever right but where I gotta hang on to it and I don't want that combine sitting outside anymore because it's mine next year not somebody else's right Better put up a shit. Yeah. Yeah. And I've said for years, that is the number one equipment investment a guy needs to look at is a shit. Oh, absolutely. I mean, it, that, that is your big chunk of your depreciation cost right there. Absolutely. I mean, you don't have that sun fadedness, you know, especially guys like, you know, the further south you go, for whatever reason, I guess the sun's closer to the earth. And it's just, 
the sun is so much more harsh. You know why? Stuff like it's that. not closer to the earth. It's more direct sunlight. It's more direct sunlight. I knew that. That's why there's growing seasons. I went to high school. And hemispheres. Yeah, I went to high school. <laughs> Yeah. At the high school. Yeah. In 14 colleges. <laughs> <laughs> so, auction market, man. I'll tell you what, there is, uh, I've never seen the auction market as, for that stuff that's good stuff, be so premium. Oh, man. You watch that stuff sell, and I'm just like, we can't even touch that. <laughs> if I was to ask that, I would get shot. Well, could you think you about- guys are crazy. Why are you asking that? You'd be like, me- well, one brought 10000 more than that at an auction. That's why... <laughs> You sent me that uh, 97.70. Yeah. And I can't remember the hours, but it was low, like 1,500 hours or something like that. It was average hours. But it wasn't. Like, it, was, it was low average, low but average. it wasn't like a 500 separator hour combine. No. It brought $180,000. $180,000. I have no idea what the backstory was. I think it had, a, I think it, if I remember right, looking at the picture, I think it might have had a Hilco on it, but still. But still, though. Still. It's a 70. Not an S six seventy, a ninety seven seventy. You could have bought, and I know I think it was a nine or a ten. I don't think it was no, even. No, it wasn't 11. an eleven. It yeah. was it was single digits. Right. I can't remember what it was. Run of the mill. Nothing fancy about it, and I again I don't know the backstory. I don't. I I watch these these farm sales, and I'm like, what? Why? Right. Who who would like did a, I can't imagine there's a bank going. Yep, that's a good one. Take it. Here's 180 grand for right. for 120 thousand dollars machine. You know? Oh man! So. Well, I told you about a month ago now. There was an auction in Illinois where a both both combines nice, nice, nice combine. There was a 12680, like 1300 set, mm-hmm. and an 11, the all hallowed 119770. Similar hours. They brought damn near the same money. Yeah, they were like. Less than ten grand apart, if I remember. And right. we've talked about that before on this. That if you had like in that perfect scenario, you had an S sitting next to a seventy. That odds are, odds on favor would be the ninety seven seventy to bring. Right. I mean, for what it is, more money. I mean, right. Even if they went for the exact same amount, it still brought more money right. for what it was. I yeah. I've had I had a guy I sold the combine to had a ninety seven seventy. It was eight or nine, mm-hmm. and it was up there in hours, like nineteen hundred hours or something. Yeah. And. Um, but just beautiful, perfect, you know, mm-hmm. massaged every night, slept in the house, that kind of thing. And I gave him a, gave him real world trade numbers and he says, that's all you're giving me for that combine? I said, yep. I said, it's a 97.70 with X amount of hours, you know, from our standpoint, that's where it's got to be. And I said, but I said, I'm going to do you a favor, throw that baby on auction time. I guarantee you, you'll get 15 to 20 more than that. I can't I can't stick my neck out like that. But your combine, you know the backstory. Yeah, yeah. Thirty pictures on there that you took on your farm of how sexy it is, you know, just like the blah 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 like Heiner said about the auctions, oh, yeah. you know, and all that. Yeah. I'm like, capitalize that thing and that's what he ended up doing. Yeah. He bought the combine for me, he's gonna sell his and cut a fat hog in the ass. Yeah. Why not? That's what I would do. Why why wouldn't you? I mean, I tell you what, it's it's one of those things where you, you watch that stuff go and you see these guys do this stuff and you wonder what, if they have a nice piece of equipment, what, what is their motivation to trade it in? Right. You know, I mean. Now, there there's some stuff that does come into play and I think part of that new 
Oh, some of that new tax. Yeah, that'll be interesting. Some of that, that new tax out. stuff is going to show it as income and all this kind of stuff. And so now, I mean, the way that tax bill works is if you trade something in to a dealership, it's just like you got like we wrote you a check for however much the trade value was. Right. Right. So you write a, you sell something in, it's uh, trade something in, and it's uh, two hundred thousand bucks. You now have two hundred thousand dollars in your income statement. If you have, uh, but whatever you buy goes into full depreciation. Right, so instead of the old section one seventy nine where you had, you know, the half a million dollar trade value, trade difference or the three hundred thousand dollar trade difference or whatever it was, that's what you had one seventy nine. That's what you appreciated at now. Now you're talking four hundred fifty thousand dollar combines, new ones or four hundred thousand dollar combines. That's full depreciation. So you're gonna take that plus bonus depreciation. You know, so you're gonna be able to depreciate one hundred percent of four hundred thousand bucks or whatever it is, new or used. Right. Across the board, which is so. different wording, but it's the same scenario. Yeah, it's just they're just do what you Instead do. Instead of one right step, here. it's two. But here's the thing: so whatever they sell on auction, they now have to pay that much in it. I mean, if they sold that eighty four twenty or eighty four hundred or whatever that was that sold for a hundred thousand bucks. Oh yeah, yeah, that eighty four hundred in Maryland or wherever mm-hmm. it was. That guy has. Well, I don't remember when he sold that. I can't remember if it was that's close. But anyway. That's one hundred three, a hundred thousand or whatever it was that it sold for. That's now income. Right. So now they have to buy something to offset that. Now the the positive thing darn is, it. Now, <laughs> dang it. now the positive thing for the guy that bought that stuff at the auction, he just puts that straight in his depreciation. Right. Doesn't have any. Now that any being income. said, wise one, is that having an impact to some level on the rising auction values? It could. On sexy shit. You could you could see it that way, but I also think it's just this lack of, of, of inventory. Yeah. I mean, there's not very many of them out there, and if you're going to try to go out and lowball it, good luck to you. It's right. not going to happen. Right. And you might do it at some local consignment sale or something like that, but I don't know how many people are putting in cherry equipment in just the run-of-the-mill bi-monthly yeah. consignment sale. There's some. It's not very many, though. There's some. But the Internet's a pretty small world, and everybody sniffs it out. That's so. true. That's very true. You got that. Yeah. So what else has been going on? That's that's kind of about it. You know, so, you know, another, as far as the iron, something else that I felt was super, super hot for a while, and it feels like it's cooled off a little bit, sprayers. That's true, yeah. Our series sprayers are for a while. You can... Oh, my God. You could you could just... Didn't matter what they were. Yeah, I you know it's like you fill in the hours, but it's two hundred twenty five thousand dollars. Right, you know what I mean? right. It doesn't matter what it is. It, it's very reminiscent of the uh, two thousand and ten eight R market. Yeah, you know what I mean. Where it was just like, I'll take it, I'll take it, I'll take yeah. it. But, I'll trade you straight across on this twelve. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but you remember what it was though? And those sprays, it was weird because it wasn't anything less than a thousand hours was slow. But anything over like eighteen hundred hours was slow. It was everyone wanted that thousand to fifteen hundred hours something to kind of fall in that that room. That was really that sweet spot. Now obviously you were selling some low hour stuff. Yeah, I was going to say seven fifty to fifteen. But it was that that was close to thousand over thousand was what people were looking right. for because again slow economy, whatever else. I want the new technology on the want the direct injector or whatever it is that it's got on it that I can't get on my whatever because it didn't come that way after right. the kid or whatever it is well not only that but i saw some fellas talking on social media the other day this guy wanted to buy a 4830 and put exact play on it mm-hmm. you can't 
Right. But you can't in R. Right. So yep. that could be driving that too. Yep. It's the technology. Yep. You know what I mean? And that, that, yeah. is, that is pretty sweet though. That is. That is impressive. I mean, here's your here's your several different selections of chemicals. Yeah. And then oh, here's my Just tank of water. Yeah. Crazy. Give me a little squirt here, a little squirt there. When I was a kid, I remember so, spraying by turning a pressure knob outside the cab. When I was yeah, a kid, I remember spraying by by pumping up the sprayer. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the old spray dock. All right, man. And well, that was a good day. Typically, it was here's your gloves and here's your shovel. Yeah. Awesome. Here's your here's your two four D and diesel fuel. Yeah. It's going. Nothing's going to come. And back. if it's must this, is you pull all them damn heads and you put them in this sack. Yeah. <laughs> grandpa, my grandpa didn't like the weed eat, so the bottom of all of his fence, all the way around, was two four D and diesel fuel. Amazing how the no no nothing yeah. ever grew there. No again. trimming ever again. It's, it's a just one, bare dirt. It's a one time trimming. Years. It's like amazing. Absolutely amazing. So. All right, man. I think that's going to do it for this one. You bet you. You got anything you want to do before we shut her down? I don't. All right, man. Where they find you on the uh, on the social media? Uh, Aaron Fentel, just my name mm-hmm. on Facebook. Pretty sure that's what it is. And uh, it's at Aaron Fentel on the Twitterverse. All right. And you can find me at on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, Moving Iron LLC. So until next time, which will be here shortly in about just a few seconds. Have a good one. This is Casey and Aaron out.